Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. This is author spotlight number 10. I have Kramer Soderberg today. He wrote the book, Fill Your Cup for Christ. We're talking all about what that means. We're talking about surrendering to God. We're talking about how you can practice the presence of God. Sorry about the audio. A few times it cuts in and out, but it doesn't matter because this conversation is that good. You're still going to love it. Enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Kramer. I'm happy to have you here today. Thanks so much for having me, Stephanie. I'm excited to be here and love your podcast, so it's a great joy. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to welcome everybody to your book. And so everybody, this is Kramer Soderberg, and he is an author. He wrote Fill Your Cup for Christ. We're going to talk about that book today. And he is a college basketball coach, a strong Catholic, um, a father, a husband, and I'll let you take it from there and let people know a little bit more about you and, um, you know, what your book's about and also why you decided to write this book, Fill Your Cup for Christ. Absolutely. Yep. Um, Yeah. Just like you mentioned, uh, I've been a, a husband for seven years. I have three kids under the age of six. So I'm in the middle of madness in that department, um, mm-hmm. and I've been a basketball coach, um, you know, for going into my eighth season. Was a college basketball player before that, so um, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed that side of you know being a dad and a husband's been just a, a great joy. Um, as far as my book goes, yeah, I just had um, kind of something put on my heart that I was meant to write a book uh, about a year and a half ago, and um, the book is you know derived from. Um, a story that my dad told me. My dad has been a college basketball coach my whole life, and he told me a story at a basketball camp when I was in sixth grade, and um, that kind of inspired the title. Um, and and it, it's been a it's been a journey for me that way as far as my spiritual life. I'm a cradle Catholic kid, but was was sleepwalking through my spiritual life for for the majority of my uh, existence. So I'm kind of reverted worlds and um really on fire about my faith now and um love to love to talk Jesus and talk my faith and I'm so glad to be here with you. Yeah, thanks. And so we're going to talk today about, you know, your book is about so much and it's excellent by the way. I read it and I appreciate <laughs> that you gave me a copy and um I really enjoy reading and and it was just a wonderful vulnerable book where you're really sharing and walking people through your story. And also there are lessons along the way that we can Mm -hmm. take from the book. Um, And so today in this interview, we're going to talk about surrendering to God specifically and, and what does it really mean to fill your cup for Christ? Um, We've all heard that phrase kind of like fill your own cup, fill your cup first. Um, so I really like, it's an interesting take on that phrase and you definitely have a story behind it. Um, so before we get into all that, you know, surrendering to God, how we can fall in love with the Lord, which it's so Mm -hmm. apparent when you read your book that you love God. And can you share your personal story of discovering that the Catholic church was where you wanted to be, you know, where, what was the deciding factor? What really, you know, you were cradle Catholic, but then like you said, you sleepwalked, what really brought you back? What was that like coming to God moment where you're like, I want to be Catholic. I love my Catholic faith. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was one like aha moment or, you know, a lightning bolt or anything like that. Um, but it was a, a journey of kind of finding, um, finding the truth or seeking the truth. And really what it came down to is when I really started to fall in love with Jesus, I just wanted to do what he wanted me to do, you know, in the same way that, you know, when I was falling in love with my wife, I just wanted to make her happy um, and do things that would make her happy. So in that way, I, I just tried to start figuring out what he wanted me to do. And it was actually at that time where I started to rebel a little bit against my faith and, and most especially against my father, who was a devout Catholic man. And I would question, him often on, you know, teachings of the Catholic faith, whether that be, you know, the traditional marriage, why do I have to go to mass every Sunday or confess my sins to a priest? Um, I, I would just question him on those. And, and why do we, why do you say that? Why does the Catholic church say that? And in effort to kind of prove my dad wrong, I, I went out to, 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 to show him that the Catholic church, you know, wasn't the only place that I could be, um, you know, the only place I could get the fullness of the Christian life. Um, and in my efforts to prove him wrong, I, I came to find um, the truth of the Catholic church and the fullness of faith through the sacraments. Um, and it was, it was surprising to me, but it made me fall in love with my faith more than I ever had because I think I took that personal onus on myself and went on this unbiased search to find truth. And I just so happened to find it in the Catholic faith. Um, but to tell you what what I cling to the most about my faith, it is the Eucharist. Um, and you know, we can talk about that a little bit, but I think for, for anybody who's investigating the Catholic Church, you should start with the Eucharist because it is the most profound and wonderful gift that our church gives, and I I can't get enough of it, and that's why I'm a daily Mass attendant. That's why I go to adoration. It's my love of the Eucharist and my love of Christ in the Eucharist and the intimacy I can have with Christ through it that that just makes uh, my love for the church so profound. Yeah, and I would agree that for <clears throat> my own personal faith journey, and that was what made me realize I I wouldn't go for any other church, no matter how fun it was, how great the music was, how right. great the sermon was. I and and that's why my dad converted um, when he became an adult because mm -hmm. of Jesus's presence in the Eucharist, that he's truly right. there. We're truly getting to commune with him. Um, and it's just such a precious gift. So I completely agree with that. And I, I know where you're coming from. And I agree that anyone listening who's interested in the church, the Eucharist is really the defining factor of being a Catholic. And just like you said, a true gift from God. And so let's talk more about this idea of surrender that you really dive into deeply in your book. And yeah. you talk about how it's the path to true freedom. So mm -hmm. I think that's mm -hmm. really interesting. I agree. But let's talk more about your journey with you know, losing your job, being unemployed for five months and how right. you grew in a deeper relationship with, with God. And then you also yeah. realized how you really need to surrender because right. you weren't in control there. Um, so, right. you know, what, what was that like? Can you explain a little bit more about that journey through surrendering and how you realized that is how you get close to God and that's how you find true freedom in him? For sure. Yeah. And it, you, you mentioned it perfectly. I mean, it, it
it is a paradox for sure. And it's the Christian paradox in that we're not, we're not free until we surrender. We're, we're not mm-hmm. fully free until we give up, you know, what we want for what Christ wants. Um, so yeah, my, my journey was, was such, and you mentioned it, you know, about my book, I tried to be really vulnerable about it. And in the second section of my book, um, which I call the trial, I kind of put a lot of journal entries, you know, throughout, um, that time of unemployment and, and kind of give the reader an inside look of the anguish and the difficulty I went through. But that time of trial for me was so beneficial because it it made it humbled me one, but it but it taught me to give up control to stop depending on myself and start depending on Christ, you know, and when you, when you hand over that control, the level of freedom you find is, is profound and you can only find it in that giving up, you know? So, um, Mm -hmm. for the first, you know, three months of that five months that I was unemployed, I was doing everything I could to, to solve the problem, sending resumes, making calls. And after three months of not being able to get a job, I finally got to a point where I was just like, Lord, I can't do this on my own. You know, if, if you want me to find a job, you will get it for me. If, if you don't want me to, you won't. And giving up that control and, and offering it up to him was was what brought the freedom. And that, again, that's that paradox that when we give up control, you are actually giving yourself the full freedom that that God wants you to have in in that trust in Him. Mm-hmm. It's so true, and I love. I don't know if you've heard of the surrender prayer. Um, I don't know oh, who yeah, wrote it. Yes. There's a few uh, versions. Um, there's a priest who wrote it, and then there's another long version that I like to read every morning because I would say mm. that I am a recovering perfectionist. I'm a recovering control freak. It's, <laughs> hey, it's me a struggle, too. All right? right? <laughs> and is, we talked absolutely. about before before we started recording how we're both athletes and that competitive fire and everything has to be just so. And I think with, Mm. with certain types of personalities, God kind of allows situations that remind us, Hey, Hey, this isn't all you. Um, I, I have to help you on this because my strength comes from, you know, God, right. Right. Not from myself. And so that's such an important lesson. I, really do appreciate that you include so much vulnerability. You really include those actual journal entries from that really hard time in your life, which, you know, that's so appreciated as a reader um, because it's just so relatable. And we all go through trials like that where we feel like, where, where are you God? And Mm. it is in that surrendering that true peace happens. And so I know that you got closer to God during that time, was there something specifically that you would say helped the most? Was it the journaling? Was it reading um, your devotional? Like what were the, you know, for someone listening, maybe they're wondering Mm. they're in a hard season and what are some helpful kind of practical things they could do on a daily basis to get closer to God, you know, to get that intimate relationship with God that they're searching for. Yeah. So I'll tell you the the one thing that, that made the most impact on me and it was, um, and I learned this from a book called practicing his presence, phenomenal book. Um, it really changed the way I thought about my faith, but, um, what this book talks about is the idea of trying to train yourself to be aware of God in your life 
at every second of every day. So not just making your faith life, you know, a thing that you do on Sunday or, you know, you think about God only when you're, you know, doing your prayer time or your Bible study, but every second day trying to train yourself to be constantly aware of Christ in your life, constantly aware that God is present. And when I started doing that, I was by no means perfect. You know, getting to a place where it's every second of every day that you're aware is very hard. Um, but just by trying to do that and maybe, you know, it was to start every 10 minutes he came to mind or every five minutes or whatever it may be, that automatically changes the way you look at life, the way you walk through it. It, it makes you more thankful. It makes you more joyful. Um, you, you start to just float through life opposed to, you know, fighting it. Um, because when you know that Christ is by your side, whether you're going through a, a hard time or a good time, whether you're, you know, annoyed by something or you're just having the best day ever, everything gets better with that awareness because you know, he's with you, you know, his plan is perfect. Um, and that for me was, was the biggest game changer is when I started to practice, practicing that, um, that kind of, um, whatever you want to call it experiment or, you know, um, I don't even know what you want to call it, but it was, it was, um, it was special for me because it just honed me in on, on the love of Christ as much as possible. Mm -hmm. It's really incredible to, to tune into God throughout the day. It's, mm -hmm. I, I like that you talked about that because I agree that it's easy to kind of go through a day and think, okay, well, I have my prayer time at X time. And so that's my, exactly. that's my God time. And then the rest yeah. of the day is my time. And, um, you just kind of, you know, now it's Netflix time or, you know, whatever yeah. you sort yeah, of yeah. like weirdly compartmentalize your day and put God in a certain place. Right. Instead yeah. You categorize him a little bit. Yeah. You don't infuse his presence throughout your day, which like you said, leads to so much more joy when you can mm -hmm. feel his presence throughout the day, bring him into every little thing you do. Yeah. And you will most likely make a better choice in whatever you're doing, <laughs> you know, for sure. maybe for, sure. for moms listening. Um, your kid does something that you don't like and, exactly. you know, maybe you won't yell because you're aware of God's presence and that he right. forgives us. And so you're going to be forgiving with your child. So I agree that that's a really powerful practice. Um, and so, you know, you titled your book, you fill your cup for Christ. Can mm -hmm. you just, before we wrap up, can you just share a little bit about you know, what does that mean to you and how yeah. can we begin to do that and surrender our lives yeah. to God? It's such a big question, but maybe right. just giving people a little insight into what that phrase means and mm -hmm. how we can begin this um, beautiful surrender process. Yeah. So I've, um, you know, the, the phrase is pretty popular, um, but the phrase that is used, you know, filling your cup, I, I use it in a little different way. Um, and, and my dad who gave, you know, this speech at a basketball camp when I was in sixth grade used it in a little different way. Um, he, he basically presented, um, to the campers at, you know, this is just a grade school camp. Um, he presented to the campers three cups and all of them were different sizes. One of them was like a 64 ounce guzzler. Um, one was a 12 ounce drinking glass and one was a Dixie cup and he filled up the glasses, different heights. Um, but basically the point of, you know, the analogy or, or the image that he was presenting to us was to say, it doesn't matter how much potential you have 
all that matters is how much you get out of your potential or how, how high you fill your cup. Um, you know, so for me, I was a, a short, you know, little unathletic kid who wanted to be a college basketball player. And my dad knew that, um, you know, so he told me that if you want to achieve your goals, you, you have to first fill your cup to the top. And the, the beauty of that analogy is it takes all the stress and worry and fear of failure away, you know, cause in, in this life, you know, success is, you know, winning and losing is making a lot of money or having a big house. But, but in my opinion, that's wrong. Um, success is not winning or losing success is Do you get the most out of what God has given you? Um, so that analogy drove me as a basketball player for the rest of my career. And only later on, um, did I understand that this analogy is so perfect for me as a husband and as a father and as a Catholic man in that I can fill my cup to the top in all those categories and do it for Christ's sake. So that's where the title came from of fill your cup for Christ. And, and that's basically means get the most out of the, your potential, do the most that you can with the gifts that God has given you and do it all for Christ's sake. So beautiful. Such a great image to think of. I love that so much. And when I read that story about your dad's speech, oh, it was just really touched me. And I know that mm. other readers um, who get your book, Fill Your Cup for Christ, will agree with me that it's it's a very profound part of your book that really is really touching and really meaningful. Um, and so anybody listening who who wants to start this process of surrendering, do you think that that spending that awareness time with him every day, like all throughout the day is the best starting place? Or do you suggest they pick up a good devotional, a good, you know, start journaling? What is step one? I like to leave listeners with kind of an action step. I also want to put in there that another action step is um, get your book, which I'll put the link in the show (laughs) notes. But, um, but yeah, could you share a little action step? um, Something that people could work on this week. Yeah, I would I would say obviously having time in prayer with Christ, just you and him is is a, a vitally important thing. But as far as the awareness side of goes, here's a little action plan that I used. I, I tried to have three triggers throughout my day to remind myself of Christ. So one trigger would be nature, you know. So for me, and that's an easy one, where whenever you see something beautiful in nature, let that remind you of Christ. Um, two is any person that you come in contact with, that whether that be your husband husband or your children or um, your wife or a coworker, try to see Christ in them. And then the final one is any difficulty or annoyance or little pinprick throughout the day, let that remind you of Christ and kind of offer that to him. And for me, just by having those three triggers throughout my day, I, I became aware of Jesus immeasurably more and my day became so easy and so joyful. So those three little kind of triggers or, um, you know, ways of thinking of of being aware all the time, I think are really good and really easy steps to start growing in your awareness and, and starting to pray without ceasing, you know, as we hear in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's really helpful. Thank you, Kramer. And where can people connect with you after this and, and get your book, Fill Your Cup for Christ? Yeah, yeah. So they can um, go to my website, 
uh, www.kramersoderberg.com. And then I'm also on Instagram at a Catholic coach. Um, and you can find my book, you know, on my website, or you can go to Amazon and get it. And I would love for, you know, anybody to read it, to spread the, spread the news about it. I self published it. So I'm kind of just doing word of mouth advertising and I, I hope it can bring a lot of people to Christ and uh, inspire a lot of people to pursue holiness and try to become saints. I love it. Thank you, Kramer. It was such a joy to have you here today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome.